0: Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. Uh, we got a special episode here today. Uh, we got your boy here, Grego. We've got Coach Tony back on the squad. We've got a special guest uh, with us today, um, one of the Capos uh, with Minnesota United, uh, Ava Pody. How you doing, man? What up? Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man, it's been a wild week to say the least and um, we actually do have some soccer to to, uh, to talk about got a lot of coaches to talk about as well and um, we'll try to do that as best we can uh, dur- during this uh, show of course thank you guys for listening to us uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor all your major podcast apps of course we're now on YouTube as well don't, don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel to uh, this show and past shows that we've done um, and we appreciate your support and all that good stuff man came back on the right weekend Tony (laughs) (laughs)
1: like seriously like I guess I could not pick a worse week to come back on you know I mean as far as what's impacting the culture uh, on the field and off the field it's bananas right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we got a lot to talk about. know, um, whether it's good or bad, but still we got a lot to talk about. We got, I got a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to be back. Missed y'all. Hugs. Hugs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know yeah. if y'all can do this, but I'm giving an air hug. We need a <laughs> hug. We need a hug. You know, just like the dude during the protest, I'm here to give hugs. There you go.
0: That's, that's, that's you. Cause I mean, you. Of course, you've been doing your thing, you know, with soccer in the streets. You know, y'all still giving out meals and everything. Of course, uh, the school year is um, just finished up uh, like, like a little over two weeks ago now. So, but you know, there's still kids out here that still, you know, don't have access to steady meals. So, you know, definitely appreciate you, got, you and soccer in the streets still doing your thing. Shout out to uh, Ice Pieces as well. Uh, you've know, got meals and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's something that like, even though
1: the school years ended, but you know, we're still figuring out as far as, you know, how to pivot every, every business and organization is trying to figure out how to pivot. But, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, in the midst of us trying to figure out what's the next pivot, um, during the summertime, um, then you know shit hits the fan within the last couple of weeks, and so um, right now, you know, to be honest, internally and you know, so you'll see externally as well too. We, you gotta talk about what's going on, you know, in current events, and so it's impacting, you know, the kids in our community. Um, you know, the fact that like the kids seeing their, you know, their front yard and their backyard of what's happening here in Atlanta and then obviously, you know, what we got going on in Minneapolis and across the nation as well. Um, It's, you know, this has been a pressure cooking, you know, and and it's funny when you talk to people who are um, outside of culture, let's just say. (laughs) Um, They like to identify as it's a one-off event and not really aware Understanding um, what has led up to this. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, we're setting up opportunities for um, kids and families to discuss some of these uh, current events that are going on. Cool.
0: cool. Yeah, Abe. Like I said, we're glad to have you on this week. Uh, you know, let us know who you are, man. Like I said, mean, like we we know that you. Uh, what uh, what supporters group are you in up in uh, Minnesota?
2: Uh, I'm a proud member of the Dark Clouds, the, uh, OG since 2004, supporters of pro soccer in Minnesota in various names. Uh, one of the, one of the sayings is in any, in any, under any name in any league, because it's changed so many different times, but we've been here, we'll still be here, and, uh, proud, very proud, especially today of a whole lot of the stuff that MySG put out onto Twitter, uh, a whole lot of community resources, a whole lot of knowledge and learning. Really appreciate, uh, MySG for having my back in this not at all easy time. Um, uh, other than that, uh, I am VP of the local chapter of the American Outlaws, AOMSP, and also president of Wonderwall, which In its briefest form, I can describe as the corporation that exists above all of the Minnesota United SGs that are affiliated, that serves as the we pay taxes and make sure that no one gets audited for selling merch company. Um, Yeah, it's a B Corp. I can go more into it if you're curious about it, but long story short... In in Minnesota terms, it's called a general benefit corporation. So we are for profit institution that also has a mission to fulfill, and we do that. We do it well, and it's it's what's behind the scenes of all the TIFO and other shenanigans that we get up to in the Wonderwall itself.
0: If, we know, if there's one thing we know about it's a whole bunch of shenanigans uh, when it comes to supporter supporter life. All that stuff. Uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm gonna get into that probably a little later on with uh, my two up and two down. But um, let's get over. Let's actually get into the actual soccer shit real quick, because like I said, we can go. Trust me, all the protests and riots, like that's a rabbit hole in itself. As well. So I definitely wanna make sure that we actually get onto some soccer stuff. We actually got some great shit. We actually got. We are right around the corner from. Soccer coming back on the full still course. You know, we had Bundesliga back for a couple of weeks now, which honestly, I I think I've come around on the whole piped in crowd noise and shit because I'm I'm like it, it, it actually works and it and it's actually it helps that Bundesliga got some good ass soccer. Like it's it's been. I can't complain whatsoever. Like, it's actually been pretty dope to see. Like, it goes to show you, like, you know, whether there's fans in there or not, whether, you know, you have that whole atmosphere there, they're still playing, and they're still playing hard. You know, I think think some of the teams have kind of – did lose kind of lose their momentum from back before the um, the shutdown started, but uh, more or less, it's still damn good soccer. Well, I think
1: you're also – can y'all hear me all right? Is that good? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So I think you're also commenting on the fact that, like, you know, you're hearing the, the DJed background audience noise that some of the Bundesliga teams have. Uh, that's, have
0: that's why TK's not here, because apparently he got hired by Bundesliga. Like, Yo, whoever's doing that shit is on point.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I was watching, you know, RB big versus, uh, who was it, uh, uh, FC Mines? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A few ago, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, you couldn't even tell that it wasn't, like, there was no fans there. And the fact that, like, the audio sound was reactionary to what was going on in the pitch and I was like, oh, shit. Like, they were literally cut his slice and, slicing, like, Yeah, on, yeah, yeah,
0: on. yeah. He
1: was like, this person who's in control is ready to go. And that is pretty impressive. I, I would say I was definitely impressed with that part. Um, you know, that game, though, that game, I would have ended up in, like, 5-0, 6-0, nil, nil, something like that. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Um, But with that regard, they set the standard, like, all these games here on NAFTA,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if, if your sound team ain't up to par where they're actually reaction, reacting to what's going on the pitch and they got the proper type of chance going and the reactionary sound noises and it it was like you you couldn't tell there was no stand, no audience there as well. And yeah, so, come um, the
0: on. They the had league, um,
1: league, it's kind of a lot to keep up with.
0: Because they had a, uh, I was last week when um they had a uh, Byron and uh, Dortmund, and uh, I saw that they, like, of course, they had like booze and whistles for, for, um, Byron, um, goals. I was like, yo, like, they're, like, they really, you know, they put some thought into it. And, like, I heard that the EPL, they were going to do some dumb shit talking about, uh, uh, bringing in, like, the audio from, um, FIFA 20. I'm like, that's not quite the same. Like you need, like you need that actual on-field, like we we actually mic'd up the crowd and we know what they do and, and when they do it and all that shit like that. Like I said, Bundesliga is definitely set set the standard, whether it's Syria, La Liga, or even MLS. You know, even though they, of course here they won't be traveling like that, but still you you still want to have some type of environment and atmosphere there. So. I, I said, the the, the bar the bar has been set, man. What you, what you got, Abe? I'm not about
2: it. I, I actually, I hate the piped-in audio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not about that life,
1: you about no, that light,
2: boss. It pisses me off because ultras, uh, supporters, whatever you want to call us, we, we spend a lot of time putting a lot of effort into making the atmosphere what it is and for them to commoditize it that way Regardless of the fact that it's because of a global pandemic, like I actually, I enjoyed watching a match where I could hear just how much trash the talk, the players talk, the coaches talk, like everybody's spitting all the time. I appreciate the hell out of that. I actually missed basketball back in the day for that very reason. Like you used to hear far more squeaking and jawing than all like the, the, the organ playing or like a random beat playing while the game is actually happening. Like nah, I miss me with that. We, 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 we are not there to be later commoditized in that way because mm. honestly, yeah, I know all kinds of people. I'm not saying I fault people for understanding and appreciating the fact oh, that no. Oh, no.
0: it's more interesting
2: with the atmosphere. Like I don't knock people for that opinion, but I'm a hundred percent against practice because it's just, it it takes what we poured into it and then says, well, that we don't really respect it. We just need to get that bag. Like, sure, we always realize it's always been a business, but especially in the Bundesliga, where it's supposed to be such a public-private partnership between supporters having a seat on the board and the teams having much more of a direct link and responsibility and accountability to their supporters. I'm not about it personally. I mean,
0: you know, I will say this because, like, the first, like, I think it was like the first week or two when they when they weren't doing the audio. Um, like, it kind of answered a question that I had for such a long time as far as like, cause you remember, like, especially in the bigger leagues, you you have people from all over and you're wondering, like, how exactly are they communicating, you know, on, on the field? And so that way, obviously, your, your, uh, your schematics were and your, and your plan of attack will, will run properly. And so hearing that the first couple of weeks, like, that was actually really cool to hear. Um, I think what's impressed me as far as having the crowd noise there is just more so the, how sophisticated it's been because like it, it could have just easily just been like, hey, you just hear like it's a concert, ah, ah, and and nothing really audible come that, that really came with it. So the fact that they went as detailed as they did, that's been the more impressive thing. Now, to your point, my worry there is that after a while, because like especially like, you know once we finally get through this uh, pandemic and fans are finally able to come back to games in large large numbers, they'd be like, you know what? Do we really need all this? Like, no. It'd be like, mm, no, y'all can I stay home. I
1: I Abe, how about this? This is what we do. So obviously during this whole pandemic time, what's happening on IG? We've had a big you know uh, versus battles, right? So this is what we do. You put on stream during the games. You have a versus battle of the fans, and so you have, like
2: <laughs> just
1: in a versus battle of fans, or whatever or something like that. Like maybe that's what we do, or you know we just do a versus battle during the game. How about that? <laughs> you, know a good, you know what? You know, I think that will definitely get a lot more viewership. You know, have a versus battle during the games that are piped during the game. Uh, I, I mean,
2: I, if it was like Qbert versus DJ Shadow or something, yeah, I could get behind that.
0: <laughs> you know, because um, I I, I, I want to say, like, I think when the Scandinavian leagues are, are back playing, and I want to say, like, what they did was they actually put, like, springs around the pitch, and basically, like, every, like, fans are, like, basically zooming in on the on the game, I guess they're able to, uh, you know, actually get, like, a firsthand uh, view of the field from their seat or whatever. And, um, like, you basically are still – the fans are actually there active on on their computer screens. Like, I think there's definitely ways to where, you know, you can work it out. And there's obviously different formats that that can be done. But uh, it's it's cool to see, like, what's been attempted so far because, of course, when it comes to – uh, MLS. Once we uh, get into back in the games course, we're we're about to fuck that all up in, in, in a quick bit. Um You know, because everyone's trying to go to Orlando, it's going to be a totally different scene as as compared to what's going to happen in Europe. So, and in most cases, they're probably they'll actually be playing like on basically like rec fields uh, at Disney. So, the whole vibe there in general is going to be totally different. So. Uh, and I think, the, I think there's honestly a concern there that compared to what the European leagues are presenting, they're going to look at MLS and be like, why are you all playing on this, on this pitch with no fans and, and, and no seats and no nothing? <laughs> like you're just,
1: uh, uh, I think that's a major factor. But, uh, I think as far as the experience, Abe, as far as you mentioned, you know, hearing the banter. Uh, or not even the banter, really the communication that's going on between the players and coaches. Mm -hmm. There's, there's something about that, that like, you know, something that kind of gets you a feeling of you're being tapped into something that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, So there is something to that. Like, I mean, you get to see like how much they're talking and the types of, you know, the verbiage that they're using and the communication that is going on and who's talking the most and who's not saying anything. Like, those are things, especially from a coaching standpoint. Like those are things that you're like, okay, like that's that's a good tip and everything like that. But then also from the other standpoint as far as like the fan being involved and everything like that. Like, um, you know, a lot of people, the reason why they selected the team that they support or anything like that has been because of the chance and the fan experience and the fan involvement and everything like that. And so to try to, you know figure out how to, you know, balance the two of those things. It's a difficult thing right now. And there is a bit of a a mystique or I should say an interest uh, to hearing both sides of those aspects. And, um, you know, I I do have an appreciation to hearing that uh, interaction between the players or it it would be cool too. Like if you actually got to hear the trash talk, like, I mean, uh, You know, I would definitely love to hear, you know, like, when, especially when those times you, when you hear a player or a coach pop off and they cursing and stuff, like, Ooh, TV didn't catch, TV didn't, <laughs> you like, or yeah, like, like that, that's awesome. Like, that's when you're like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm right there. Um, but I will say, you know, we're all here at a time point where we're trying to adapt and adjust and figure out the situation. And the fact that they're using, you know, pretty much DJs to in, you know, the noise or whatever. Um,
0: Just get the, glow sticks. get the glow
1: sticks. It would be interesting to hear more of a, you know, a survey of the players as to, you know, what their experience is. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a good, you know, percentage of players that are like, yo, I can't play as well. If there's not a huge fan involvement. I can't play as well if there's not enough, you know, of the opposing fans, you know, shouting such and such at me. Um, I mean, there, it, it it's changing all the players' unique, uh, I should say. It's changing all the players' interactions as to how they operate. And now it's going back to, like, almost like the grassroots of everything and why you play. You know, initially when these players were playing, you weren't playing in front of big fans, you know, big stands and everything mm-hmm. like that. You weren't playing in front of thousands and thousands. You were playing in front of, you know, who showed up on the weekend, mm-hmm. which is mom and pop or – a couple of locals or whatever, no matter where you are. Um, so, I mean, I guess for the players in that standpoint, their experience is like, yo, this is almost like surreal and it's almost a flashback. But at the same time, sure, you know, it's again back to what you were saying, like it's it, – it, it, there's something about playing in front of that authentic sound and seeing, you know – I'm sure they miss seeing, you know, fans going like this and stuff like that or – you know, <laughs> yeah. suck your mother. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because honestly, like part of part of what it is for me is like the players aren't hearing that audio, right? It's it's not it's not what the people in the booth are hearing either. It's just what some feeds they hear some of it,
0: but not all. Well, of.
2: what I had heard. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. But what I, the op- information I'm operating off of was that for the most part, the players are like, nah, I mean, like, you know, they'll play a song after someone scores a goal, right, but for the right, most right, part, right. you know, all the mess that y'all are hearing, we're not hearing. And I guess ultimately that's where it becomes disingenuous to me because we've always held up soccer, football, if you want to be all fancy about it, as a sport that keeps it authentic, right? right. That That gives you however it is, whenever it is, in that moment. That's how it's presented. And I feel like it cheapens – overall in part the situation i mean again i'm a purist i understand why people might find it more interesting like because it legitimately is much more an interesting thing to listen to when you hear thousands of people shouting about a thing and it mimics the excitement that you get from oh someone scored a wonderful goal the crowd has that little you know that energy that builds that builds that builds and then the the goal gets scored and everybody loses their mind like yeah of course i love that feeling but i love that feeling because it's real because I know what it is, not because some sound engineer put it together in a booth and then said, here you go, we're going to package together some entertainment for you for, for two hours.
0: Yeah. I think that um, uh, because I, I heard, like, in Germany, uh, like, they, they give viewers basically the choice of what not to play, have to watch the game with or without the crowd noise, so that must, that must be kind of like what you're getting at. The, the players really aren't getting that experience. It's just more so what we get, you know, as viewers at home. And yeah, mm-hmm. and definitely like you're definitely creating two different um, uh, two different experiences there. So um, yeah, that that I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, the turn turn it back around uh, to uh, to MLS, of course, of course, the button off. EPL restarts on the 17th. Actually, they start before that because they actually have a couple clubs have uh, some games in hand, so they actually will be starting earlier on in that week. Uh, Syria starts on the 20th. Uh, Liga starts on the on the 11th. That's actually next uh, uh, next Wednesday after our next one. Um, but MLS actually, they're on the verge of hmm. It, it uh, we 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 might get a restart or we might have a the plans are in place. A <laughs> yeah.
2: That was the soccer dom. I'm like, Mwah!
0: I got you.
1: F-N-L-S. That's what they say.
0: <laughs> 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 exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I think that, uh,
2: uh, we lost you a jump, man. The second you started talking about MLS, it was gone. It was like okay. Don Garber himself just came down to say it. <laughs>
0: okay. Nothing about MLS. Ah, God. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, let me, let me, let me rewind back. So yeah. Uh, circling back to, uh, to MLS. Yeah. We're on the uh, verge of, we don't know if it's, we're going to, if we're going to have a restart yet because either we're going to have a restart or you might have a lockout. Uh, Basically, uh, negotiations are going late. By the time y'all get this episode, we might have a deal. We might have a lockout. And um, I think that especially with all the other leagues, uh, you know, getting this shit together, you know, EPL's about to restart, Serie A, the NBA starting in July. I think the NHL is pretty close to a restart date. I think they're in July as well. The MLS kind of like, hey, like, even, in, in, even NWSL, like they – they have, uh, their Utah tournament is going to be starting at the end of the month. So MLS is like, Hey, like we got to get our shit in order. And I think that between the players and the league, it's getting kind of tight. Like by the time y'all hear this, when, when the episode drops, hopefully we have a deal or we might have a lockout. Um, um. <laughs> That's how you feel. <laughs>
1: I mean, it, it, it just sucks to be honest. Like, if you're an MLS player, like, the timing of all this, the effing sucks, to be honest. Um, in the middle of a pandemic, like, this is what you got to deal with. You're talking about, like, true contract negotiations when everybody's going to be more conservative about everything.
0: Uh, all I can say is good luck. Good luck. I mean, because, like, I will say this, like, at least from what I've been reading the past couple of days, it sounds like the Players Association has actually been on their shit for once because anyone who's followed MLS for a long time knows that that hasn't been the case at all <laughs> in most cases. But I think they at least know that the advantages are more so on their side because, mind you, what happened here was that they when the new uh, but the bargain agreement was agreed to back in um, late January, early February, it was never signed. So basically what's, what's had to happen now is that it kind of had to go back to the drawing board on a couple things to make sure, of course, that this year is straight. And then also going forward, uh, some other things are in line. Um, they, the players thought they had a, a deal set up over the weekend, but the league said, nah. So like right now they're um, – I know the league has uh, submitted a new proposal, and like I said, by the time y'all get this episode, we might have a deal or we might uh, we might have a lockout. So, you know, stay tuned for that. What's up? What was the name of that
1: Akon song? That was one of his first songs. Which Locked one? Up? Oh,
0: oh, okay. Just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Oh, God. But yeah, man. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, pay a pay a bill or two. But um, yeah, we're gonna get into the the heavier stuff uh, on the flip side, and um, we'll be right back. You, we are back. So, Abe, yeah, it's been going on a week now. Um, I've been up in the Twin Cities. What's been the vibe up there, man? I know obviously y'all are on basically ground zero and we're kind of like getting all the after effects of what's been going on there. What's um, How are things going up there?
2: Things things are complicated in, uh, in a general sense. I'm going to say part of this for my two up, two down. But in a grand summary of things, you have a police department that has a long history of oppression of brutality of a lack of accountability to part of the community that is supposed to be serving and protecting that escalated a bad situation. You have criminal justice system that I use in quotes because it ain't been justice for many people forever that instead of recognizing even even in its sense of self-preservation, reading the room, taking the wind, reading, and saying, Yeah, we need to move quickly about this, it's it's doing what it usually does. Uh I've heard other people say, Listen, this is a slightly different situation because they're trying to make sure the cases stick. The problem that I have is you've got their peers saying, Listen, we filed charges against people for less, with less evidence. There's a city ordinance in Minneapolis that was passed through community organizers. I think it was MPD 150. That's about, um, about finding better pathways of, I mean, they they believe in abolishing the police and finding other ways of community protection. Mm -hmm. But long story short, if you're a bystander to an officer Violating someone's rights, doing something wrong, and you don't step in and you don't prevent that harm from being done, then you're liable as well. So honestly, all forums should be should be held liable for that murder. It should be second degree, not this third degree mess. Um, hopefully, they make it stick. All this bull about George Floyd having had intoxicants in the system, or well, he was no he angel. Had he had some underlying health conditions that when combined with the knee on his neck led to his death. It's like, man, come on now. If you can't tell me, oh, well, you were wearing your seatbelt and that's ultimately what snapped your neck, when a fucking truck runs into you. Yeah, it's a truck that hit me. Yeah. I mean, ah, yeah.
0: So let me ask you this real quick. Um, like what's the general I guess, uh, the perception of the police up, up in that area. Because i do, like, of course, you know, in every me- major metro area, you have some pockets of the police just like, yeah, they're cool. They kind of leave you alone. And you have some pockets like, yeah, you don't want to drive around there around certain certain times of day. I think it's very telling that the the officer, uh, uh, Chauvin, this should happen in broad daylight. Like, you have to be re- Like, just a level of no fucks to do this in broad daylight. And of course you have multiple people, you know, recording this on their cell phones like that, you know, that's, that's always been my concern. Cause like, you know, we could tell people all day, like this, this issue has been here for, has been here for years, decades, centuries. And, you know, is, so the fact that he is, basically killing someone in broad daylight on camera. You know, I think it goes to show that there's a lot of police out here who think that they are just simply invincible to the the amount of fuckery that they commit.
2: I mean, there, there are a whole lot of cops in Minneapolis police department that should not have a badge. Um, In response to a peaceful protest that was witnessed by a sitting city council member, the police were standing on the roof indiscriminately firing upon the crowd, indiscriminately firing upon a peaceful crowd, tear gas, uh, those paintballs, all that mess. That is, not, that is not the sign of a healthy police department. I've been, I've been hearing a lot about Canada, New Jersey, started about 50 years ago. Apparently they changed their mind about how to do things. And they had police that were marching with people protesting George Floyd's murder.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's, 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 I don't want to sound all like if you cut this up and you just said, oh, the only thing I heard was him saying not all police. Because um, I believe in the goodness of people. I believe that there are there are people wearing the badge that are a credit to this community because I've seen some of them. I have also seen other police officers who are foul, terrible human beings who do not deserve to wear the badge. Who, if they didn't have that badge, would be in prison. The 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 contract that they have with the city that says, for, regardless of whether or not they were wrong, that they get three days paid administrative leave. Um, in any incident is just, I, I grew up in a union household. I am pro labor all the way, but the way that the police have corrupted the concept of a, a labor contract to protect people who are doing terrible things is abhorrent. I, I cannot put words to just how much rage I have at the situation in which you have to smile at someone who might snap and end your life. And then you've got people saying, Oh, well, he, he probably should have had, you know, he didn't kneel fast enough or, well, he knelt too quickly or, or, or I'm tired, man. I'm tired.
0: What you got, coach?
1: Oh, shit. There's layers of this shit. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, Abe, you brought up a lot of good points. Um.
0: Hold on, hold on. Time, time. real quick. Are you, are you okay from the spanking that that Mayor Keisha gave us on Friday?
1: Uh, you know, it, it's here's the interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. You know, if, if anybody who's listened to our podcast, you know, previous episodes, you know, we 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 gave Mayor Keisha a tough time in the past because of her uh, macaroni baking skills um, <laughs> and uh, lack of support for the sport that we support. Um, soccer, um, but you know what, Marikeesha is, uh, you know, I, Mama Keisha is a lot of people are saying nowadays, uh, we, uh, she's stepping up and you know, we're kind of changing the tune because she's like, get your asses home, you know, but at the same time, she knows like what's going on is effed up and she's acting swiftly on, like, you know, especially with the AU kids, the Lane University kids that got you know, the excessive force that was used to take you know during curfew hours and, mm-hmm. and hemmed up and like all those cops that I got involved gone. Um so she's she's stepping up. Um but you know back to what you're saying Abe as far as you know this systemic stuff that's going on and, and it's funny even that I use that word, I found myself in this past week having to like defend using that word.
0: Mm. And
1: this the thing that's mind boggling and this is not only just, you know, outside of the culture. I'm just talking about within our own culture. There's a lot of black people too that like who almost feel the same sentiments as a lot of outsiders might say, like, oh, he should have done this or whatever, or this is actually a problem that, you know, black people brought on themselves. And like that's the part where I'm like, Oh shit, my bad, Uncle Ruckus, look at here. Let me um uh, let's really dive into this. And that's why I said there's layers to this thing. And, you know, of course there's all these knee jerk reactions, um, on both sides, you know, and the part that's killing me at the end of the day, if you look at where we were 10 years ago, eight years ago, four years ago, six years ago, whatever, we're still having the same conversation. Nothing has changed.
2: Man, you could bring it back to 92, Rodney King.
1: Oh, and, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I had to bring that up in within my own organization. The fact that, like, I was 10 years old, and I went on a class field trip to Cumberland Island. I come back from this class field trip, and it was right after the Rodney King verdict came through. And I come through, come through the city of Atlanta, and I'm seeing police cars flip, police cars bashed in and on fire and everything like that. I'm 10 years old at this time. And that moment, when Rodney King's verdict came through and Atlanta did the same thing that's happening right now, almost, um, that left an impressionable mind on me. And for me, as a 10-year-old kid, 10-year-old black kid, I was like, how the hell did we get to this point? You know, I saw footage. And here's the thing that's, like, it still blows my mind that, like, the only reason why this is coming about is because it's on footage. Right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that, like, for years, eons, eons, we've been talking about this as a community, and we've said, "Like, yo, this is what's going on," from police brutality, and this is not even just police brutality. This is just regular citizens from the Karens and all those other communities. Barbecue Becky's, all those. We talk about this, and these other cultures and communities have talked about, like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 whatever. They're giving us the yeah, yeah, whatever. Now that we got it on footage, we got receipts. We have receipts, y'all, and it's still being questioned? Like, that's a part that's like, I cannot get with you on that. And, this, and like you just said, Abe, like, it's tiring. It's exhausting. The fact that, like, we have video footage of a man running in the street and getting assassinated, again, lynched in the middle of a Brunswick, Georgia road running and we have to still validate whether or not if it's a murder what the fuck are we doing as a like as a society like the fact that you need more than video footage I would put it like this a soccer coach a basketball coach football coach what they say in practices tape don't lie tape don't lie oh you said you were doing this? Oh, you said you were doing that? Oh, let's look at the tape. Let's look at the film. Why can't we use that as a society? Say don't lie, police. Say don't lie. Oh, yeah, he was lynched in Brunswick. Tape don't lie. But, yeah, it's still not enough. And we got to march and The fact that we have to go to these extremes and that they're going to focus on the extremes of what we do because the, the freaking, you know, the fact that this was what broke the camel's back and now that they're going to focus on, the okay, people are looting this now, whatever, and never mind the fact that like it's a lot of white people that are starting those looting aspects and everything. We're not going to get to that issue. But they're going to focus on that and not look at the actual issue that we've been hollering for years. And the fact that Cap kneeled for this. And we're still talking about this.
0: And the fact that going on four years now, And it's like, now people are finally like, oh, Cap was right. This was like, if you hadn't fucked up, you know, is he never deviated from the fact that this is what he was protesting. He will try to make it into all other shit. And now you're like, oh, maybe he was right all along. I'm like, idiots. (laughs) Like, like, all you can do is just shake your head.
1: Let's dive, let's dive more into this, Gregor. And this is what's really getting on my nerves right now, because especially because it's all about how we're responding to this situation. And, you know, just like when schools and churches were getting shot up, you know, there's a focus on, like, like, okay, the kids who were stepping up and being leaders, and my God, like, hearts out to those kids that stepped up and who were leading those marches and everything like that. Like, good God, those, I hope to God those leaders are running our country in the future. Same thing with this situation. We have to have we gotta look at what the younger generation is doing as far as okay, who's gonna lead the way to help make a change. But this is what I'm getting tired of hearing and saying, oh my god, we need Martin Luther King at this time, we need a Malcolm X at this time. Well, they assassinated them. We're not gonna talk about that part. Yeah. But here's the thing when we talk about systematic racism, it's a system. So that system has various levels of parts that are operating. There's all these different cogs. There's all these different managerial aspects. We need leaders in all those different aspects. And it goes beyond just saying, hey, go out and vote. Yes, voting is a part of it. But that's just a fraction of it. That is speaking up. That is standing up. That is having allies. And yes, shouts out to my my white brothers and sisters, my yellow brothers and sisters, all the other... All the other races that are stepping up And being there on the front lines with us Shouts out to y'all, we need the allies Because without the allies Really It's not going to happen because obviously They don't value our voice Because just like you said Cap has been talking about this For a long time, and he's light skin And you know, we don't get no Voices light skin You know what I'm saying (laughs) Whether it be in our own race or in the white race. White <laughs> skinned, we don't even get listened to. But back to my point, I'm just like, it kills me that no matter how many receipts, how many letters of references, how many people to vouch, how many TV cameras, how many audio recordings, how many other witnesses... And it's still not good enough to say that we have a problem going on. And then to double down and talk about, okay, yes, Black Lives Matter, but what about other lives? Nobody said anything about other lives not mattering. Nobody said that. And that's when you have to step back. And, and when I was at the lake this past weekend, when I had to, I felt like I was Dave Chappelle going to South Africa. I had to step back and realize, like, you know, a lot of people feel their own sense of guilt and shame and scared and afraid. We all deal with that. We absolutely all deal with that. That's a human trait. That's what we're supposed to do. We're built in a sense of fear, hence why a lot of these systems are built. But in order to deconstruct all those systems that have been put forward through all these eons of systems that have been put forward to us, we have to make an actual revolution. And so when people are rioting and causing chaos and destruction, that's the only way to, you know, get some attention. And I'm not for violence. I grew up in a household of nonviolence. But to be honest... Where we've been going, the path that we've been going, kept, tried to do it, nobody listened. All the other leaders in the past tried to do it, non-blind. nobody listened, and, in fact, frowned upon. And so, you know, it's going to take some actual, like, chaotic times for things to change. And, you know, I'm not going to be the one who's going to be rioting and all that stuff like that's not me i'll protest and i'm protesting this week but in order for stuff to change we gotta go to drastic measures and i'm not trying to say for anything of loss of life never for that i'm not for that i'm not trying to say we need to damage and deconstruct all those things that people uh, worked hard for i'm not for that Mm-hmm. But at the same time, y'all, and I'm not saying y'all, but those people out there, they weren't listening until stuff started happening to impact their wallets. I That's what's uh,
0: right I think the, uh, uh, you know, the telling thing there <laughs> is but there, there's a uh, lot like you said, there's a lot of layers to this, and, and obviously we're not going to get on all of them all at one time um, in this episode because, you know, like I was telling a friend of mine earlier, this if you wait a week to talk about it, the issue still going to be there. It's not its, it's – it's been there. It ain't going nowhere. And hopefully we're – hopefully with these videos you're probably starting to – because, mind you, we've we just only been focusing on George Floyd. Of course there's yeah, so we, talk
2: about Taylor. And, we haven't talked about there's so many names. There are too many. Yeah. Santa yeah. Bland. I mean
0: and that's just the past month.
2: That you young man, I mean. man who died in uh Louisville, who, who used to serve barbecue to the police?
0: Yeah. Like a whole set of police officers and got fired. Basically they just killed this guy, eight shots, and had no body camera. Like this is like I said. Whether you talk about it now or you talk about it two weeks from now, the issue is still there. It's something that whether you're black, white, Latino, Asian, whatever, this issue affects everybody at the end of the day. And black lives absolutely matter. And you because you can't say that all lives matter when I, I always go back to the Jay Elliott video. If you if you if you know if you're as for someone who is not black, would you want to trade places with a black person? And if your answer is no, then you know there's something that in that in that line is fucked up, you know. And, like, we haven't even gotten into, apparently, you know, uh, Cheeto wants to declare war on us, you know. Uh, we haven't got on a whole bunch of other stuff. The one thing I did want to go into before we go on the two-up and two-downs course, you know, obviously uh, all this is running back into the cyber uh, atmosphere. You know, shout out to uh, Jaden Sancho, uh, I'm uh, Marcus Thuram, And, uh, and of course, uh, our man, Western McKinney, yeah. you know, putting, putting this issue on, um, in their platform as well. I said, whether it's fans there or not, whether it's sound there or not, that message, you know, needs to be put out there, you know, like even shit, I even got to shout out, uh, Liverpool, like even though there aren't any games at the course, they made their public, uh, uh, protest public as as well. Like this is what you oh, beyond. Gregor, yeah. yeah. hey. yeah. who
1: would have thought that us as Manchester United fans, would praise was. Well. Yeah, yeah, we
0: got we got to give it to him, man. You got to give. Hey, him.
2: don't forget you had Lenny, though. He went in too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that you know, obviously, the eyes are on this country. Like it is that they are, are you know, there in the first place. But you know. Like like we said on previous weeks, like it it ain't enough to just see charges. You know, broad course. right now there's only one charge against one officer. It should be the whole set of those those cops that should be charged and convicted. Um, and that's something that you know, it goes beyond just race issues. It actually goes into one the level of, you know, the level of basically lack of accountability with police and the the way they could do it. And and you've seen it with the riots. uh, Basically, you can you can quickly turn a peaceful protest into riots very quickly. Just.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the way you show up, like if you if you walk up, you've got you've got a relaxed posture and and you ain't got you don't look like a stormtrooper. People respond completely differently than if you were all out looking like, hey, it's about to go down, and you, it, you've got the shields out, and you're banging the batons, man, we need to end qualified immunity. We need to end the bail system. We need so much. We need to end the, the school-to-prison pipeline. But we we need to allow prisoners. We need As a country, we need to decide whether or not someone who is in prison is a citizen anymore, because going to prison and being counted as a person but not having a vote but the people who are near you getting your vote, then getting your representation—that ain't right. Yeah. Also, as a culture, we desperately need to either figure out if you've gone to prison and you've if you've truly served your debt to society, why that would why that would get in the way of your employment, why that would get in the way of your credit score, why that would get in the way of you getting a car loan or living your life, getting a place somewhere. Yes, uh, I know what the uh, complicated. It's a complicated, messy thing, but if you want to dial back recidivism, you can't keep punishing people after they got out for a thing that they did, especially if they're young. And plus, what really pisses me off, if you think about it, we all accept in a basic level that the criminal justice system is broken, that people who are in a bad situation get convicted wrongly and due time because it was better to take that plea deal because of bail, because of everything else, than 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 staying and fighting. You can't tell me that all these people who got some serious records did all the things that the state says they did. You cannot tell me that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, like I said, we could really go um, another hour or two just on. What you got, Tony, man? I, I know it's been a while, man. Like, we missed you, man.
1: I'm, I'm, I, I mean, we are a soccer podcast, oh. well, too. And I think it needs to be said. And I think the reason why we all love the beautiful game of soccer and, and the reason why, you know, especially the reason why I do my job is because we know that the game of soccer – and for me especially, I've been exposed to cultures from all over the world because of this game. And that I can play this game with people from all over the world and not even have to speak the same language, but as soon as we step on that pitch, bing, bing, you know bing, what's bing. up. You know what's up. That communication is beautiful. Like we don't need to speak the same language. The language is the game. And I think you know, I, I, I guess that's the reason why you know the soccer community rocks with like you know these movements even more so is because it's a diverse game. And i say there's other sports that don't deal with diversity as well too. Basketball's in there as well too, and you know, football's trying to get there as well. Um, we headshots,
0: too many headshots.
1: Right, and hockey as well. I don't even give a shout outs to hockey. Um, but the fact that like you know playing this game obviously in this worldwide level, like you have all these international teams, like the Barcelonas and Manchester's and, you know, the Liverpool's like, you gotta realize these are diverse teams and they're coming from all walks of life. And they're all speaking the common language of the game. And I think that's the reason why it hurts me the most is because you see the beauty that can happen when people from all walks of life work together. And so when we see that transpires and transfers into the real life world, especially what I do in my day-to-day job, and you see that, like, so many people who come with these small-minded things, and I think that's the other thing about, like, a lot of these small-minded people are like, oh, no, just football is like, oh, just basketball is like, oh, just, you know, golf is like or whatever. And, like, you're a small-minded individual. And so the fact that we can see success happen with, Differing ideologies, religions, backgrounds, personalities—we know. Like you get the Bolatellis mixed in with a Suarez. Gee, that would be an interesting situation. Um, when you are able to see things happen, <clears throat> excuse me, and be successful on that—that's the reason why I struggle with so much with what's happening in our current society, because all these systems that have been put in place for eons and all these different years, that's why it's hard to even fathom that people can say, <coughs> excuse me, that there's not things set up for people of color, black people specifically, you know, to be put at disadvantage. And even with that being said, you know, I, I, I feel like, What I try to teach my daughter and how she operates in the world going forward, and obviously that she's going to be the next generation leading us, is that in spite of all the differences that you might have with someone, they can still respect them and still appreciate where they're coming from and acknowledge them for who they are and where they've been. And the fact that, like, even those minute details of what I try to teach my five-year-old daughter, these concepts that are elementary are lost upon generations. And here we are that, like, we have grown-ass people in so many facets of their life that have lost that plot. And that's the thing that I struggle with, as a parent, as a leader, as a coach, as a brother, father, son, uncle. Struggle with that, and just like you were saying, Abe, it's it's hard. It's hard.
2: Yeah, but what's beautiful though is we got us. Yeah. yeah, we and and if you'll allow me to roll into my two up, two down. One of the most beautiful things I've seen in Minneapolis and St. Paul um, is the way in which the community has come together in response to those who wish to tear us apart. The many ways in which man on Saturday morning, we got up late because Friday night was not an easy night. Um, we were just trying to watch the block helicopters that are shaking the windows on your on your house because Blackhawks are loud and man do they make a the thing rattle uh, but Saturday morning we got out and all along Lake Street where where some people would see desolation instead we saw the positivity of person after person after person who showed out for the community with with brooms with trash cans with gloves ready to work, Ready to help people clean up. We saw, we saw so many people out. We actually left Lake Street, went to over north, tried helping out over there. And that was again the case of seeing so many people coming together, all walks, donating food, donating paper goods, donating all kinds of, all kinds of mess. So much so that like people have been overwhelmed saying we need volunteers from this just to help distribute this stuff. We need trucks. We need people to drive trucks to move all this stuff because we've been overwhelmed with donations. Those who wish to tear us down will not win because we've got too much love for each other to do so.
0: Absolutely, and uh, and on that note, um, before we go over to chew up and down, you know, obviously we're like, we're we're trying to work out what what um what we're planning to do just as for the culture. But um, if you haven't done so already, here are some um, some organizations to donate to the George Floyd Memorial Fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Be Black Lives Matter, uh, the Bail Project, uh, Black Visions Collective, also uh, Millennial uh, Civil Rights. You know, there's a lot of different organizations that are, you know, all about pushing the message of, of getting civil rights, you know, equitable for everybody. And, you know, that's something that everybody should should be pushing for you know, it shouldn't be just black people, it should be everybody that should be pushing for that. Like if you're not down with that, I'm not sure why you're even listening to us because it just, it honestly makes no sense at all. But, um, but yeah, uh, just a bit of a house creeping before we uh, wrap up here with uh, two ups two down. Um, uh, coach jerseys are on the way. Uh, I think most of y'all got, most of you all that made orders, I uh, got notifications over the weekend. That, uh, this, the, that the jerseys are on the way, so you on gonna look out for that. You know, obviously we're a black-owned business, so and podcast, so you know, be sure to support us. Do FTCUT.myshopify.com, you know, good shirts, name sets. You know, right? we we're in this, you know, to be to do better for um for y'all as, as well. So you know, make sure that you support us, and again, we appreciate that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got two up, two down. What you got, Tony?
1: All right, so, All right, so you know it's been a while, uh, podcast or whatever, but I'm still going to continue my theme of keeping it positive. to down, so I'm not doing downs. So I'm keeping it positive. That's what's uh, up. You know, I'm trying to channel positive energy, keep it flowing. You know, we need some positivity. Um. So first off, uh, I gotta give a shout out. Uh every Thursday, uh for the last what seven, eight weeks, I've been um doing some volunteer work with uh some of my coaches and managers um within my program. We've been volunteering with the West Side Future Funds here in Atlanta, Georgia, doing grocery deliveries uh within the west side of Atlanta. Um It's funny because, you know, it was one of those things like it was a need that like they needed help. And I want to give a shout out to all the people who've been doing it every week. Um, You know, my coach's manager, Sean Irving, um, he's my program manager, has been doing it. Uh, Fernando, some of y'all who are in the Atlanta area, he runs the station soccer. Y'all might know he's been showing up every week, but also – I got to give a shout-out to some of our, uh you know, our pod listeners. Uh Sarah Paxton, she's been showing up as well, too, for several weeks. And Cosmo. Cosmo's been showing up as well. And the Witt, who is also a listener, and he's been on a couple of episodes with us as well. He's a coach yep. for me. The uh, wit has been showing up. And so, like, you know, to keep the energy during this tough time, during the COVID era, like, it's just been good vibes that's been out there every Thursday morning as we go out to do grocery deliveries within the west side of Atlanta. Um, and so I'm just proud of the group that's been committed to doing that each week. And, you know, every week it's been great. So good vibes. Um, next thing is uh, not as a, uh, uh, impactful, but uh, I bought a Blackstone grill. I don't know if y'all know about these Blackstone <laughs> Nah. It's changed my life. This Blackstone Grill, I've been grilling on it. I've had it for like, I want to say three, four weeks now. I've been cooking it up for at least like 16, 17 days. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It, it's changed. What
0: so what you're saying is, uh, you know, I need to get ah, on. Social distance. distance, social distance. We, I, I said to go. go. I said to go. Curbside.
1: You gotta stay away, sir. Back up, six feet. Back up, you too close to mine. You're too close
0: <laughs> I'll take curbside service, man. It's all good. <laughs> the Blackstone Grill
1: has been cool because it's changed my life as far as how I eat and cook and operate. I love it. Um, but also it's, it's allowed for me and my brother to connect to. Me and my brother we we hanging out by it. And as you know, you know, hanging out here in the frat house, like me and my brother. You know, when we get down that Blackstone, we're having good times out there and good vibes. Um, and so that's two. But here's the third thing that's positive. And it's funny, this kind of happens to kind of coincide with this whole Blackstone grills. like, it's been a while since I've been a podcast. A couple weeks ago, um, some of y'all don't know what, you know, for the last 18 years, uh, my parents have been separated. And ever since my sophomore year in college, and actually this had an impact of why I quit the one year of college of soccer was during the year when my parents got separated. Then I came back for my junior and senior year to play or whatever. But my parents got back together. It is amazing what COVID can do during this time. (laughs) So, uh, yep, doctors, Juanita and Alan Carr, they back together. They live in it's amazing what COVID can do during these times. Uh, so after 18 years, they are back together. Um, what? Yeah, 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 man. It's been
0: 18 years and a lot of therapy for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's, that's what's up, man. That's definitely what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. Uh, and it was crazy that it happened. You know,
1: he broke the news to me and my brother while I was cooking in the Blackstone. You know what I'm just saying? So you know, those are the positives I'm going with.
0: Like love indoors man you can't, you can't you can't beat that man uh, what what you got Abe? Uh, what I just do yeah you're, you're there you're
2: good. Oh, I kicked the lamp. that's what happened. <laughs> the lights went out where I'm at. um yeah, so like I said the the first thing I'm up about is the community coming together. That was just so beautiful um, a wonderful thing to see. And then the other thing I would say is something we touched on a little bit earlier is all of the black players being able to express their pain, their complicated mess about life in the way that so many people would hear it and amplify it. Um want to give shouts out to one of my players, Jacory Hayes. Hayes. Uh, Minnesota United put out his statement on their website in full uh Iko Paris said some stuff. My man Michael Boxel, who's a uh, Kiwi, he showed out the community. Shouts to Boxy because he's a good dude. Um and uh yeah, I mean honestly like I really can't say enough about how much the community has reached out. Like, you know, I've been seeing online people talk about, oh well don't reach out to your black friends just to say, are you okay if you haven't talked to them in forever. No, forget all that. If it's someone you care about doesn't matter if you ain't talked in a week or a decade. You care about them, you reach out. You take that opportunity to speak to each other. And I've heard from people I ain't heard from in a minute, and it's been great because people have been offering their support, and I love it. Um, my two down, I'll be quick about it. The Washington, D.C. football team trying to say something like they care about us when they have that name. Oh, that
0: shit. Oh, man. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm. No, no so many things wrong with that the nfl is just wrong um also as a side note u.s soccer trying to act like they care about letting their players speak when they change the rule because Pino was kneeling we see you u.s soccer we know um
0: yeah
2: and then the other down obviously is white supremacy and a racist system of government that has pressed uh black indigenous people of color since this company, oh, sorry, biracial indigenous people of color since this country's inception, and how difficult it is for people to name it, face it, and address it. Because until we name our enemy, we probably will never face our enemy. And I think there are a lot of people who haven't even decided it's an enemy yet. And that,
1: that to me, is sad. Cool.
0: um, My two-up, uh, first one is, of uh, course, we, we touched on it on, uh earlier, uh, with uh, mayor, mayor Keisha, a.k.a. Mayor Mama, but my man, Killer Mike.
2: So,
0: <laughs> yo, if, you know, Obama has his anger translator in Luther, Atlanta has their anger translator in Killer Mike because he got up on the mic uh, with, the, with the mayor on, on Friday after the uh, protests and riots and basically just let out you know, all all the anger that a lot of black people are feeling just in general because you got to think about it for a second like not only are you dealing with these issues of course we haven't even touched on it this episode but of course we still are in the middle of a pandemic and you have people who have been sitting at home basically for the last two months if not more and so you up, a, right over what's up
1: that, right over <laughs> it, <bro. laughs>
0: yo compared to how everybody was out in the streets and everything you think that everything was you know I'm not bored of it, so we're over it, okay? Yo, yo that shit, man. Like I said, continue, I, I mean, it, I know it's difficult. I know that, obviously, there's there's a major fight that we're all dealing with right now, but you still have to be be smart. You know, if you are going to go out and protest, wear your mask. I would even say go a step further, wear gloves and shit, because you don't know who out here living dirty, so be pretend to be smart out here. Um, but yes, color Every time I hear him talk, especially when it comes to politics, I'm wondering why is he isn't he in politics because he he can motivate the fuck out of anybody, anybody. Does he gets to smoke
2: more weed this way. Uh,
0: you know why he can't get into politics? Because he loves the <laughs> Huh. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Man, no, no. I disagree with you, because you know a whole gang of them foes up in Washington, go to strip club whenever they want to. And it. you know this!
1: And no, you know this.
2: <laughs> It's because it's he's too much about that green. Too much about it.
1: Wait, man. So, okay, let me ask you this, Abe. Eh? I'm sorry mm-hmm. to hijack your two or two down, Rego. So, let's say 12 years from now, you know, obviously... The marijuana laws are probably going to, you know, lose a lot more, and it was probably going to spread. Like, you don't think he has a chance? You know,
0: if you it, know what we 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 are in we are in crazy times right now. We have a reality star as a joke of, of a president. You never know. You never know. Man, I,
2: I never thought I would see the day that we got a black president in the first place. True. I mean, in 08. that I mean, was a I mean,
1: wait. Wait, wait, eight. I mean. Shouldn't y'all be happy? You had a black president.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's progress, right?
0: You should be happy.
1: Like, I
2: mean, you we know, had
0: our one. We had our one. Yes. That's enough. That's enough.
2: I like if Florida. if we were gonna only have our one, like if that's really the way we're gonna do this, I really wish he had acted like we I all know, wanted right? him to. You
1: wish you you wish he had a pit bull. He was playing spades. He was drinking that yak. You know what I'm
2: saying, like the mouse. No, nah, I'm actually more like the first two years when he had, when he had the house and yep. the senate and yep. the and the judicial uh, and the executive. I wish he had just been like, wow, we're passing this and we're passing this, and we're passing oh, this, we're passing this. I
1: was talking about like, you know, I wish he was acting like, you know, do rag on in the Oval Office. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I mean, I'm about that bourbon life, not about that yaks. So. <laughs>
0: Man, um, but um, but anyway, but yeah, um, uh, I think that was uh, yeah, that was that was an up. Um, yeah, and my <laughs> other up, um, you know, I, I, I had to keep keep score, but um, but yeah, uh, uh, the other up is uh, you know, just a personal one. Um, uh, you know, sister had a birthday uh on Monday. You know, she's twenty eight now. You know. Mm-hmm. couldn't be more proud of her, you know, of course that kind of runs into, you know, it's, it's pride and much shout out to all our LGBTQ, IA and many other, um, alphabets that I might've missed, but, um, you know, you know, there's a protest going on for them as well. So, you know, it's a, this fight don't stop. So, uh, you know, shout out to y'all. Um, you no, know, my downs real quick, you know, we have a president that's, Basically, trying to threaten war against his people—that should say—that should say everything right there. And um, and uh, you know, uh, oh, I'll, I'll say one more bonus up just to kind of keep it, um, you know, bring it on home back to soccer. Shout out to Jesse Marsh—he just won his um, the, the uh, Aust- Austrian league, uh, his first uh, league as a uh, first league title as a manager. Because of course, he ain't winning in, um, in New York. But uh, I thought the funniest thing there was that, uh, the, of course, the, the title celebration, they had, they uh, were, of course, doing social distancing. So it looked like it, like out of a video game. Everyone's all separate and just jumping up in their own little spot. I was like, yeah, that's going to end up in the game one day. But, uh,
2: but uh, I can't wait till that man is a men's national team coach in the U.S.
0: He should have already been it, but that's a whole other story. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll give him some team. time.
2: We'll give him some time. Let him get some more seasonings, you know.
0: But hey, by more. the time he got seen, he'll be like, Fuck all this shit, like, hey, we'll
1: have another <laughs> black president before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah. You might be right, but you know what? Uh hope springs eternal for me. I choose light, so I I hope either if not him, someone else someone else as good ends up taking over the situation and uh rights the ship.
0: But yeah. But yeah, that's all we got for uh, for this week. So hopefully, you know we have given you guys some perspective on everything that's been going on, and you know, giving you a bit of a just a little bit of a breather uh, throughout all this madness. You know, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, or Robert Arbery. Keep your head up around, around here, cause shit, shit, this country is wild right now. But um, of course, if, as always, you can reach us at FTC. U T C. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, FTCUTPod on TikTok. Even though we ain't done shit on there because we ain't been on, we ain't been together in a minute. So we're still, we're still on TikTok. Not a good shit. But uh, and
2: if you're trying to find me on Twitter, it's yes. go, number four and then Abe, like the president. Um, I I gotta warn you. I jump all over the place. Sometimes it's about food. Sometimes it's about bourbon. Sometimes it's about bourbon. Sometimes it's about, bourbon, sometimes it's about soccer. Other times it's about bourbon.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, babe, I, I definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on and, and definitely giving your spending from ground from ground zero in uh, Minneapolis. You know, like I said, you know, y'all continue to be safe uh, up there, and you know, continue to look out for each other. You know, glad to have you back on here, uh, Tony Man. A yes. Hey, right? I'm uh,
1: here. Protest, this week. Protest, right? Yes,
0: yes, definitely. If, if you are going to protest. Be safe, you know, because the police are acting like knuckleheads, as always. So definitely be safe, be smart, and be prepared. So, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: oh, hey, and put your phone on airplane mode if you are going right, to protest. Thank you. Thank you they, got, hey. they got stingrays, man. They're trying to capture your information. Yo, mm-hmm.
1: no, and also, if, if you're going to protest, make sure that you have an attorney. there. Sharpie. Sharpie an attorney. Their number on, on your arm. Make sure you, you got your mask. Make sure you got your goggles. Make sure you have
0: water ready. Go. Make yeah.
2: sure you got snacks. Bring snacks. Because if you going to be out for a while, bring some snacks.
0: Yeah, be, be prepared out these streets. So, yes, we will catch y'all soon for Grego, for Tony, for TK, for Rashad, for Abe. Again, appreciate you coming on here. The culture's real, the culture's everywhere. Be safe in these streets. It's hot out here. We'll see y'all Thanks, soon. We'll kind of have them.